Hello, friends. Welcome to PokeCast, where we chronicle the journey of Ash Ketchum. Ashley Ketchum. Is it is it Ashley or Ashton? These are important questions we need to we need to figure out by the end of the series. Oh wait, the series is still going. We we may never know. Uh, I'm Chris, and I am joined, of course, by Eric and Dan from the Nerd Table. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, sir. Feels like I gotta catch them all. Yeah, he doesn't do that. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. He got showed up in uh, one of the episodes today. Oh, yes, he did. So our journey is going to take us to Pewter City and Mount Moon. If we're chronolog, we're uh, following the game chronologically here. Which I think for the most part we do. Now, of course, once we start getting out of Johto down the line, we'll start getting into games that I never played and I won't be able to assist with what's happening. So, but we'll tackle those when we eventually get there. So we're going to do Showdown in Pewter City. And we're going to do Clefairy and the Moonstone, episodes 5 and 6 of the anime. Now, I'm also watching... Yu Yu Hakusho for the first time ever, and I'm about to complete season one, which is only the first 25 episodes. But a lot goes on in those episodes, and I'm realizing how quickly in this series things are moving here. Like, Pewter City is the first major area in the game that you get to in the first gym leader, but we're only on the fifth episode, and Ash is already there. So they are actually moving the story along here. I mean... Do you feel like they're moving it along fast, just right, too slow? Like, what's your feelings on this? That's that's just it. I'm not really sure, because I know that the Kanto series goes on a really long time, and there are parts where it drags and where they're not advancing the story, but I feel like he got here really quickly. We could have done a little more to establish Ash as a trainer before he already faces Brock, but since Brock is destined to join him on his quest anyway... I really don't know. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Do you think the story's moving along at a good pace? Where are you right now on your thoughts? Because this is your first time watching. It probably spent one too many episodes in the, in the forest, actually. You think so? I, f- I feel like they might be just a little bit behind. But I think they like by the time Clefairy episode's over, I think they're on track. Like They're back on where they probably should have been. Okay. Well, he's going to get to the second gym right after Clefairy and the Moonstone. So, so and he's definitely moving right. too fast at that point. So he's moving a little bit, a little slow, and then all of a sudden he's going to go from like zero to like two hundred, <laughs> from zero to hero, just like that. Maybe they'll sing a song you know, about it. I do feel like Ash is going through like if we were going to follow the game is going through just like somebody brand new to the Pokemon franchise would do just be like not completely understanding what's going on they're not stopping not catching to catch, everything not try to catch a couple more pokemon well that isn't that right. a- isn't that ash isn't he brand new to the pokemon phantom even though he's not yeah but like (laughs) come on man the typing i feel like knowing the typing is just crucial well we're gonna we're gonna get to a really fun theme here where how many badges does ash win legitimately (laughs) we're going to tell you this one he didn't earn the first one legitimately no he does not i mean he could have (laughs) won Well, we're going to talk about what actually goes down here. So so let's start off with a Showdown in Pewter City. So we've established that Team Rocket are now main characters, but they're not going to be able to factor into this story. So how can we write them out while still including them? Oh, that's easy. The first two minutes. <laughs> and the last two minutes. <laughs> they dig an ingenious trap in the ground that's so ingenious they forget where it is and they fall into it. Wait, where is it? And instead of being like, hey, where'd I put my trap and just walking away? I know I have to know where the trap is. I have to spring the trap on myself. 
you remember where the trap is. It, I, I love that they start off as Bonnie and Clyde and end up Boris and Natasha, like, immediately. Like, there's there's no transitional great period. idea. They did such a great job, and then they just went full dirt. Yeah. Literally, like, within an episode. Within an episode? Within two seconds! <laughs> there's also some really funny moments where they, uh... In the show, there's a lot of moments where they're allies... And they work together, and then, of course, they are not aligned at all again. Then they're they're feuding again. It's it's weird. Yeah, they're just like... I feel like Jesse They're and frenemies. Are, yeah. They become they're, frenemies. They're, they're bad guys, right? But that doesn't mean that they're bad guys. Yeah, they're Ralph. <laughs> exactly. It's just, just do it and get over with. <laughs> so, of course... We arrive at Pewter City, and they're resting on some rocks, and there's a guy named Flint who sells the rocks for a living. He's like, that's my merchandise. You're sitting on my merchandise. Now give me your monies <laughs> from wrestling with my rocks. And I'm like, that guy looks a lot like Brock. Maybe it might even be Brock. We will find out later. Yeah, they ah, don't hide the- it very well. Yeah, well, that's a good. that's actually a good theory. I never... Uh... Yeah, I was like, that looks just like what a, what I've seen Brock looks like. So what Brock looks like, and then we we learn more of this more of the story. And so by halfway through the episode, you realize, oh wait, that's not Brock. That's this person. And then it gets paid off later. <laughs> so of course it turns out that he's like, he's some guy who sells rocks because Peter City's whole thing is rocks. Because the mountain's over there, and everything is rock over here. So everything is made out of rock, and we make rocks, and we sell rocks, and we do rocks, and give you $200 for that rock that you're holding, you, you jerk. And I'm like, wow, this guy's a jerk. And he's like, eh, I'll take you to the Pokemon Center. And of course, because I've been watching a lot of other stuff recently, uh, I just wa- I've, I've been re-watching the new DuckTales from the beginning because it's over now, so I can binge the whole series. And of course, Flintheart Glom- Glomgold is one of the villains, so I'm like, Flintheart Glomgold! And I'm thinking Captain Flint from Muppet Treasure Island that I just watched recently. Now, it's just, he's just Flint because it's a, that's a word to associate with rocks. Kind of like how they're like, we need to name this guy. How about we just call him Brock because that rhymes with rocks. Brock the Rock Guy. Not Samson, not Lesnar, just Brock. No last name. Kind of like Arnold. Like, apparently Brock and Misty both have last names that are revealed at some point, but they are uh, either non-canon or nobody really gives a shit. Anyway. So yeah, so... (laughs) Well, we got to banter about shit, too. So, yeah, so Ash turns in his Pokemon, two Pokeballs and a Pikachu. And he's like... Ash! I'm Nurse Joy. What? Oh, yeah, I'm the, uh... I'm the older (laughs) sister. That's my younger sister, you bet. In Viridian City. She told me all about you. Yep. Oh, and look... Which, bravo, well played. That is (laughs) one way to just, like... Have the same voice actor do all. I mean, they 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 all look alike anyway. So they yeah. do it with the same cop, right? And every city has the same is the same named cop, but they're all sisters too, right? Yes, it's the same gimmick. Yeah, there will be lots of them. There's there's actually some pretty funny jokes about it when the the Pokemon League Championship happens and a bunch of them are there working, and Brock can identify each one of them because <laughs> <laughs> of course he can. That's always amusing as hell. Gotta fuck them all. Well, we haven't established that from Brock yet, but, uh, (laughs) and he's like, oh, the Pokemon League Championship, I'm going to sign up. And Misty's like, uh, no, idiot, you have to win badges from gym leaders. He's like, yeah, and you know, we've got Brock here in Pewter City, but you're not going to be able to beat him. Brock reminds me of a certain somebody we used to work with at NO. Oh, really? In what way? Like, he looks like he's stone all the time? (laughs) I mean, yeah, that too, but just after all the girls constantly. Oh! 
Oh. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that would trigger. I knew that would trigger. There's actually a chance he's listening to this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to mention him by name. He probably but, uh, already figured out who he is if he is you listening. You probably <laughs> think this podcast about you. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. No, he really is. Yeah. A really nice guy. Uh, he's not like that anymore, but he definitely was at one point. <laughs> we were all like that at one point. Mm, not in Disney, no, because I was, I actually started well, dating yeah. Shannon then, but college is a different story. Anyway, this is about Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, not not Pokemon. Some of us are still anyway, an awkward teenager so... at the age of 38, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, e- they're having... Uh, they're having a meal at the diner, and Misty's like, you've got to be careful with these gym leaders. They're different, but I'll help you out. And he's like, yeah, I don't need your help. So she <laughs> skulks off and leaves him with the bill. Yep. Hey, which, you can't just leave me with the bill. Which is bullshit, because she totally ate at the restaurant, too. I mean, she did warn ass that, you know, gym leaders are different. Yeah, but he ain't gonna... This is Ash we're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Of course, Brock immediately knows he's an amateur the second he walks into the gym. And he realizes that he's like, oh, yeah. This yeah, is because he didn't face the three or four underlings before he got to Brock. Yeah, he just walks <laughs> in and, and does it. Yo, can I just say that? I mean, like, in, in that whole entire thing, Pikachu's probably the better trainer. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, he didn't even mention when, when they're at the thing, he hands over the tray with the three Pokeballs, and then... Pikachu just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> but she knew what to expect because her sister told her. <laughs> like his Pokemon. He doesn't like Pokeballs. Just... Don't touch the cheeks. <laughs> that was the thing about Pokemon Yellow. Like that game was a lot of fun, but at the same time, Pikachu. Every time you, you turn time. every time you turned around and tried to hit hit the button to do something, you end up talking to Pikachu. You have to hit it twice so you can walk through him. You're like, you son of a bitch. Although I always liked how in some of the modern games, you could have it so that one of them would be your companion and they would just follow you around. Yeah. By default. And it was cute. Like, with Let's Go Eevee, it was fun because Eevee would actively follow me. And I liked that. And then some of them you could ride. Like, you could just cruise around on your Charizard or your Gyarados's back. And that was cool. Oh, the Pikachu thing was fun. Except if he was in a pissy mood. Because the Pikachu had feelings. So, of course, he's like, so how long you been with that Pikachu? He's like, well, two weeks. He's like, yeah, you're already an amateur. Because he's not even in a Pokeball. So he's like, well, I'm a gym leader. I have to accept every challenge. So, here we go. Onyx, go. Kick his ass. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So it's a two-on-two rule which all the gym leaders have their own individual rules that they can set. Obviously, yeah, in the game it's different. You can always use six, and they never have a full team until you actually get to, like, the Elite Four and the final showdowns with Gary and everything. Or Blue. Yeah, can we talk about how difficult the game would have been if they were just, like, if they made up their own rules for each gym? I think it would have been cool as fuck but how hard it was that had Brock actually cool. just been like, hey... It's uh this this is only a two on two. They probably couldn't have coded it until GBA, probably. Yeah, that, that way. I would have been okay with that. I also would have been okay with the what Pokemon Origins does, which is whatever level you are when you're when you're fighting him is what level they have to take you on as. So like, in Origins, he's got six Pokeballs, but he only uses two because of the level of that trainer. It's their first time. He's the first gym leader. Which is another thing that was kind of cool is when they, I think it was a, is it isn't Sword and Shield the first three gyms you have to do it in order, but then you can kind of choose which one you go for. I have not played Sword and Shield yet. Uh, I thought there. What was if you were like born that, but... somewhere else? Like, what if you're not from Pallet Town? You're from a different place. Well, that's that's part of the thing too. Is like. You have to go all the way out of your way to go see Brock first because that's the order you have to go in. No, no, each region has their own like <laughs> set of gyms, but like if you were to like travel there, then yeah, I guess you would have to go see Brock first. 
Well, no, that in the in the anime it's not established that way. It just that's the journey direction that they happen to be going in. But yeah, well. in the game it's you have to do that. They I think the only exception is uh Erica and Sabrina, right? Is you can you can hit one of those out of order. Like you don't have you can actually face Sabrina before you face Erica. Cause in the anime he faces Sabrina before Erica. But in the game, I always faced Erica first just because she was going to be the easier gym leader. You know? Plants, and I have my Charmander. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I always I always plus, took her on first. Plus, you level up so much faster if you do it that way. You need, yeah, and you don't want to face psychic types until you're ready. Ever, really. You, you don't ever want... Like, that was the one thing about Gen 1 is just psychics were OP. Yeah, exactly. That's actually why the dark type and the fairy types were created. Because then the dark types were OP, so the fairy type had to take them down. A peg. There was a lot of balancing that went on. I don't even know that much about the fairy types, because that didn't show up until, like, Gen 6. Like, I don't even know what specifically is weak or strong against fairies. Fairies are like tanks, and the only thing that can really take them out, I think, is poison. Uh, so you actually need see poison poison and bugs were the two types I never did a lot with because I never saw yeah. any use for them because once I had a ghost, a psychic, and a dragon, I could just rampage through shit. Oh, fairy can kill dragons, I think. I don't know. I, I'll have to look up the typing at some point. It's ridiculous now. I remember when it was just like when they added steel, I was just like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> That's another typing I have to remember now. And I still don't remember everything about Steel and Dark. Back, back in my day, it was just paper, scissors, and rock. <laughs> Which is funny, too, because there were 15 types in the original game. Now there's only three extras, but for some reason we're struggling. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> no, okay. You know why we're struggling? They added the three extras, which made typing against them ridiculous. Because they also changed what's weak against what. Yeah, that's true, too. It's an exponential change with each additional thing. Right? But that was the one thing they fucked up in Gen 1 was they made ghosts strong against psychic, but then all three ghosts, there were only three ghosts in the first generation, and they were all dual poison, which psychic beats anyway, so you weren't at any kind of an advantage by having a Gengar take on an Alakazam. Well, unless you got first, unless you won your initiative roll and you got him. But, but if you had a Mistrevus... Like, you can't two. outspeed an Alakazam. I, I, I know this because it's almost impossible to catch an Abra because his fucking movement speed is so goddamn high. Because the only way to catch an Abra is to actually make it fall asleep because the only move Abras know are teleport. Well, that's the thing. Even if you use, like, sleep or whatever, if his speed is faster, he'll just run away before you can even cast sleep. Sometimes the only way to catch him is just fucking luck out and throw a pokeball as soon as you enter battle because the pokeball will always go first the ones in go flee if you miss them if they can't jump out at the after the first attempt always if you go for a wild abra and you throw a pokeball and it breaks out it flees every time yep yep all right we're getting ahead of our, ourselves here so yeah the onyx just squeezes the hell out of pikachu and the fight's over yeah that's exactly it there's that's all that happens is Bind crushes Pikachu and Thundershock does nothing and Ash tries to recall it, but Bind is blocking it, so he forfeits. And then they go off to some sort of little lake house to yeah, train I... Pikachu to become stronger by injecting him with more electricity, like yeah, a heroin can... addict. Take him to the old Pikachu. sawmill. Right? Yeah. Which they... It's a, it's a sawmill, okay? And they're like, no, it's a hydroelectric plant. No, it's a sawmill. It's a little wooden building. It's a sawmill. Don't fuck around with me, you people. There, it, it may make electricity in there, but that's not the main purpose. So it's this is... Uh, <laughs> so you can cut your trees in half. So the other big reveal is that Brock could be much better than a local gym leader because he's super talented, but... He's got to take care of all of his brothers and sisters because he's got a ton of them. And ten of them. The dad ran away, and the dad left to become a Pokemon master. And his mother 
couldn't handle it and died. <laughs> Which is really funny because down the line it turns out that uh I know somewhere in the anime they do reveal Brock's mom, which means there's a translation error or there's an explanation we need to get to here. Oh, yeah. The explanation is that both parents abandon their kids. Both parents are scumbags. <laughs> and only the dad came back. So okay. the dad's so actually... Flint is his dad. And dad's dad has been in town for years and he hasn't gone back to his family. Fucking scumbag. Now we know why 10-year-olds no, no, need to become no. Pokemon Masters. Because Not adults because adults leave their would have to leave their family to become Pokemon Masters. That's why 10-year-olds do it. Not not a scumbag, because I can I can name somebody who does the exact same thing and is a hero, and it's Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo's not involved in Gohan's life at all. Still number one dad. Well, considering that you're comparing him to Goku, who is a terrible <laughs> father, by all accounts, it's almost an unfair comparison. So yeah, Pikachu gets hooked up to the little, uh, the little wooden panel that makes the, the little wooden oh, yeah. wheel. There's that... the, the, the river's dry, so you're just going to have to manually move the wheel. Oh, yeah. By perching yourself 15 feet in the air. <laughs> and then, of course... Misty's like, you know, Ash, if you could use some of my Pokemon. And he's like, I don't need your help. We're going to do this my way. Just like, all right. Although, that is kind of cheating because her Pokemon, would, her Pokemon. Act would actually be cheating. But So, rematch time. This time, Brock starts off with Geodude. And Ash sends out Pidgeotto. Which... Works because flying definitely beats ground, but rock beats flying. Right. So, bad move. Because rock is super ground. Well, I still I still love when Pikachu looks at Onyx and is like, nope, fuck this, and taps the other Pokeball. <laughs> he just goes over and he's like, nope, this one. Use this one. Yes. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> and then, even though... Ground is 100% immune to electricity, and the move shouldn't have worked. Pikachu takes out Geodude with one attack. One super-duper attack. Meanwhile, Misty's watching in the rafters like the freaking Phantom of the Opera, and all the kids join in out of nowhere. Well, so, I mean, nobody's watching them, because we've already discussed the parent situation. Well, yeah, that's where the parent is. Yeah. <clears throat> but this time, Pikachu's Thunderbolt is actually working against the Onyx in the bind. But Brock actually calls it off this time. He goes, I don't want to hurt your Pikachu. And he's like, I want to finish this battle. And then the gym the sprinklers go off. And suddenly, freaking Misty's like, yeah, Misty's like, hey, dumbass, <laughs> use the electricity. So he does... He takes out the onyx, and right when he's about to finish it off, his conscience stops him. As if all these children are on me, preventing me from doing it. And then they're actually that, that are kind of funny. funny. <laughs> that that was actually yeah, pretty yeah, funny. Was funny. So, so yeah, so Brock ends it to give him the a uh, uh, mercy victory, right? A mercy to win with mercy, and he's just like, "Fuck no! I'll take this cheap, the easy cheap shot now." But then even he's like, the sprinklers wasn't a fair advantage. Next time, I will face you and do it my way. And of course, Misty's like, you finally got a chance, and you're not taking it. <laughs> Which will be a big running theme for Misty and Brock <laughs> down the line dealing with Ash. So, of course, so, so that means Ash takes the cheap shot, but then won't accept the victory anyway. Exactly. Ah... Uh, <laughs> Which gotta, makes things better? Gotta love the moral no. high ground. <laughs> he still took the cheap shot. <laughs> Ugh, freaking. Dude, Ash's journey is like, he's, he's one of those characters you really want to root for him, but it's hard. He makes it hard. Because he's such a dumb Ew. dumb. Somebody isolate that. Uh, that. 
bad audio there. He makes it hard. Oh, <laughs> just clip it. He makes <laughs> it hard. We'll insert that to the next podcast or next uh, nerd table at some point. Oh God. <laughs> I'll 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 cue up the Valvinus music in the background for it. <laughs> so of course Brock's like, "Wait, Ash, don't leave. You forgot this. It's the Boulder Badge." And he's like, "I don't want to accept." He goes, "No, you earned it because you showed kindness." And he's like, "One day I'm going to become a great Pokemon breeder." He's but. like, you go and you go and win the tournament because I can't. And then Flint shows up and he's like, I'm your dad. <laughs> I he was knew a, right away. Yeah, he's like, I was a failure, but I think it's time for me to uh to, to give this another try. And of course, Ash is like, well, why didn't you help out Brock? Well, you reminded me of myself, which is funny because I'm just like, oh man, that's more insulting than you realize, Ash. Your own yeah, son no, doesn't remind you of you. <laughs> I'm a big fuck up. You're just like me, kid. Although my favorite part is how is how quickly Brock just throws him throws him back in. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, you want to take care of the family now? Here, here's a piece of paper, the pen. Hey, here's yeah, gonna... he probably he's tired as fuck. You know, the funny thing is, he's still nice because he gives he actually gives him the list of things, right? Like, if he really wanted to stick it to him, he would have, wouldn't have told him anything. He would have been like, good, take care of the kids now. Bye. Nah, that would have been like unfair to the of... kids. Exactly. I feel like that that's part of Brock's thing. It was like, uh, I really don't like you, but, but I, I got to, like, you know, look I out just, for these kids. But bro. I love that they set it up to be something so dramatic. He only eats cold spaghetti for breakfast. It's supposed to be so dramatic, right? Like, it's been a long time and you've got questions, so get it all off your chest. He goes, here, and he just hands him a needle and thread, and then immediately starts listing everything. It's actually genuinely funny. He always rips your dresses. You'll have to fix them every day. He's like, you sure you don't mind me coming along on your journey? No. More the merrier. And now I have somebody to talk to. What about that girl that keeps following you? Don't forget about my bike! I need my bicycle! I told you to get your bicycle. And then somehow Team Rocket escapes with a power drill that they had the whole time. And everybody stumps on their faces. So we skip. Who's that Pokemon? And it was? It was Onyx. It was Onyx. Big old rock. Big old rock penis. So, uh, I I, I kind of, like, I didn't see that because, like I said, I'm watching on a different site. So I got the Pokerap. But does Onyx look kind of ridiculous? Does he look like a giant anal bead or something? I mean, there's a lot of jokes you can probably make <laughs> with a lot of these Pokemon. I mean, it's not the most offensive design out there. We haven't gotten to Jinx yet. Oh. They had to change Jinx's color because it was offensive. If Jinx and Mr. Popo had a baby. I feel like they should have just, like, cast them the same color. Like, I understand. Like, I feel like changing the color makes it even more racist. Because they acknowledge that, oh, yeah, we did this. And it Jinx was... is the Nicki Minaj one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is which is kind of wow. Kind of, <laughs> that's from that's from honest trailers. Okay. Uh, here's the thing though, Jinx is actually a pretty cool Pokemon because it's an ice psychic type, and those that was a unique type type change at the time. But look at it. Do you really like? Do you want a Mister Mime on your team? Is that something that you're just like, man? Look at that. I need to have that as my frontline Pokemon. Well, Frontline no. Pokemon is the one that you started with. That's a Pokemon that I look at and like I need that to not be anywhere near my house. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's a thing of nightmares. So this episode introduces us to Barack, and we get to see his Pokemon team consists of a Geodude and an Onyx, just like it does in the actual video game. Which there's there's a couple of them, uh there, there's a couple of gym battles where it's the actual Pokemon that they use in the game. And I, I think for the most part, they generally get it right. 
but uh, let's see. Is yeah. there any other interesting trivia? Oh yeah, Ash does try to actively recall Pikachu back to the Pokeball, but that does not prove successful. Did you notice on the uh, the Pokemon League the uh, Pokemon League poster? They actually use the card game symbols. The lightning, psychic, yes. grass, fighting. Those were that's what they use for the card game, because the card game doesn't have all of the types. It only has a couple of them, so you're basically getting whatever whatever fits closest to it. Do you imagine if they had all all the types? Well, I always thought that they should have. Well, I always thought they should have. I mean, I, I understand why they didn't, because it was designed to simplify, but but yeah. It it would put it would make Magic the Gathering seem like a like a not so extreme game <laughs> or difficult game to learn. That learning curve, all the energy types alone, Jesus man. But yeah, it's uh it's not bad. It's a it's a good episode. It showcases Ash finally meeting a gym leader. Brock is a cool character, so it's. Overall, a good episode, but there's going to be a theme of which which uh, badges Ash wins legitimately. Although, to be fair, fair, when they do reference it in the future, although Brock is kind of teasing him about it, Brock was insistent that Ash earned it, and Ash did attempt to turn it down. So I will at least give him credit there. So Ash has badge number one. As we move on to our next episode, and we'll go ahead and get this out of the way now, Clefairy and the Moonstone. Dan, who's that Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! It's, it's Clefairy! Fuck! That vine is friggin' hysterical. That that was one that actually, like, I never really liked a lot of that stuff. Like, I don't do the whole TikTok thing. But there's, but if there's, like, an Animal Crossing compila- TikTok compilation on YouTube, I might actually watch it. But my god, that Vine, I've watched that Vine so many times, it's not even funny. Sometimes the simplest things are really funny. Clefairy! Apparently, Clefairies are very, very rare Pokemon, according to this episode, but as I recall in the game... There's 20 of them in one room. (laughs) Yeah, as I recall in the game, when you get to Mount Moon, they're not that hard to actually track down. No. I don't think they're worth anything, though. I mean... It's like, hey, you can't find them in Viridian Forest. That's because they live in fucking Mount Moon, boo. (laughs) they They would be in the modern games, because if you're playing Let's Go and you find a Clefairy nice and early, you've got a fairy type. But... Back then, they were just damn normals. Damn normies. Damn those normies. They're aliens. There actually is a few... There's a future episode, also dealing with Clefairies, that deals with a spaceship. Well, that was the... the, Okay, so we meet... We immediately meet a guy named Seymour. Because a Zubat tries to attack him, and they save him. Seymour Skidder. And he's like, I'm Seymour. I'm a big fucking nerd. He's a eh. he's too busy preparing his steamed hams. That's right. Steamed hams. I forgot the character's name was Seymour. For some reason, I, I remembered it as Simon. I guess I'm... I guess if you're thinking of, like, a nerd scientist type name, those are, like, your standard ones. Your nerd, your nerd flower ranger name, Seymour? Uh, yep, yet another character that you will never see again, just like the samurai Anyway, so, so yeah, so this guy's entire idea is that perhaps all Pokemon came from space, but most definitely Clefairies came to our planet in the fucking Moonstone. Oh yeah, that's that's like an actual fan theory too. In fact, that's actually in the games, that there's speculation that well it's in the show pokemon are not of this world yes what's funny is that the moonstone itself is when you get one is how you evolve your clefairies which makes me wonder how they didn't evolve for a really long time while they were just holding it but yeah but then all of a sudden half of them evolved (laughs) 
Oh yes, only a couple of uh, only a couple though. This episode also has some of my favorite anime cheap animation, where there's the part where there's this circle of clefairies and they're jumping up and down, and it's like three frames. My wife's complained about anime being lazy too when we've been watching Dragon Ball. And I'm like, well, that's that's like the payoff, right? Is that the visuals are usually drawn really well, but when it when when there's not a lot going on, there's a lot of stillness. It's literally them in a circle dancing and jumping around, and it's three frames. Which is funny it's... because we're doing a podcast where we review every Simpsons ever, and they love to be lazy with their animation. See, I don't mind recycling well... animation. It makes sense. They do movies do it. Like I watch Star Trek. There's like stuff in the last Star Trek movie. That was filmed at the first Star Trek movie, okay? But at least at least <laughs> in, in Simpsons, you had, like, recycled animation. They're actually moving. In, in Pokemon, in some of the earlier animes, it's literally just a still frame, and what they do is they just pan the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> they do that shit like, what's his name? Ken Burns, a Ken Burns documentary. My other... <laughs> Somebody pointed this out that in Family Guy, if you pay attention to characters in the background, they never do anything, including blink. And I'm just like, okay, but I'm yep. not paying attention to characters in the background. If, in Family if Guy. you're way in the, this is the thing is, is the Kofaris are in the background in the shot that I noticed because I, I kept noticing that every like second it would be the same part of a Kofari on the around the coming around the corner. And I was like, God damn it! <laughs> so, if you get a Moonstone, you can get. You can evolve your Nidorino, your Nidorino, your Clefairy, your Jigglypuff, your Skitty, and your Muna. So, four Gen 1 Pokemon use Moonstones. We got the big, big motor. So, the Pokemon in the area are going crazy because some asshole strung up lights in the cave. Yeah, so the Zubats are freaking out. The Paras don't know what they're doing. The Santrus are dried up. He's like, yep, and they're definitely after the Moonstone. And there's a Clefairy. Just walking around, putzing around with a little Moonstone in its hand. And of course, when Ash's Pokedex said it's among some of the rarest Pokemon in the world, he's like, well, then I have to have it. Freaking Seymour stops him. Yo, I would have, like, moved that guy. Like, don't hold my arm like that, fucker. But I want to catch a Pokemon. (laughs) If Ash had caught it, then maybe it wouldn't have fallen into Meowth Trap, so. Right? And of course, like, we're going to steal the Moonstone. So, tag, tag team battle, Ekans and Coughing versus Butterfree and Zubat. And Brock's like, oh, yeah, right before we went in, I caught it. And, of course, Ash is like, damn, I should have caught one. No, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, because you don't catch anything. And we realize this is, like, the fifth time they've at least attempted a battle. And they still only have the same Pokemon do Team Rocket. Even Ash has gotten new Pokemon. Team Rocket, even worse. Do you know why? Because they're not trainers. They're not catchers. They want to steal them. Yeah, that's and they how... keep failing to steal them. So they still just have Coughing and Ekans. That... There's a really funny Coughing. episode down the line when... when they're trying to get Coughing <laughs> and Ekans to evolve and they're friggin' berating them for being <laughs> shitty. It's, it's funny. Coughing do smokescreen. Okay, so it does. Coughing. And then they have their, their winged boys do their wind gusts and whatever, clear it out, and Team Rocket are gone. Right? No, not not at this point yet. This is well, Jesse and James are gone. Jesse and James are gone. Meowth is still there. Meowth confronts Seymour in the, in, outside in the river, but Staryu takes yeah, it Yeah, we realized that freaking Misty's been sitting on a Staryu this entire time. She's just been... Dropping hints that maybe she could help out. Yeah, yeah she actually has already. <laughs> That's right. I, you know what? Oh man, you're gonna star you the entire time, dude. And then, just like Pikachu and Caterpie, this time Pikachu and Clefairy have a conversation. They're like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" No. Oh man, Pikachu makes friends real fast. Yeah, not with you. <laughs> <laughs> you had to um, literally save him from the brink of death before he liked your stupid ass. 
We also learn that Brock makes his own Pokemon food. And of course... It's specifically tailored to each different Pokemon. So of course, the scientist tries it and likes it, but then Ash tries it and almost vomits it up. Well, the Pokemon love it. I'll try to make some... I'll try to remember to make some for Pikachu later. Okay. But the Clefairy leads them inside to the core of the Moonstone. And he's like, so what are you guys doing, you know, dancing around it? And they start doing the little charade game. This is actually kind of funny. Because this is, this is Ash it's being a dumbass. It's also Japanese as fuck because he starts using the circle for yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, uh, the, the Clefairies gather around and they do the Macarena. <laughs> uh, he actually said do the Macarena. Yeah, all right. Mid mid nineties. Here we go. That that actually popped me. I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> that that yeah. that made me laugh. And he's like, "Okay, rhymes with hair. How about prayer? They pray to the moonstone. Well, duh, because they came from the heavens. That proves your theory's true, which it doesn't prove anything. God damn it! But uh, that's fine." So, of course, Team Rocket's back. They attack Seymour. And Ash is like, all right, so I'll use Pikachu. Brock uses Onyx. And it's like, man, you guys hated each other last time, but I guess you guys can be buddies now. Yeah, the last episode, Onyx tried to kill Pikachu. And now they're freaking tag team partners. Makes sense, right? I mean, they just do what their master tells them to, right? I've basically, yeah. This is why this is why PETA protests Pokemon, because she depicts animals as slaves. Actually, it depicts them as friends with a symbiotic relationship. But whatever. You know. Whatever. So, yeah, and of course, we gotta... There's another smoke screen, so Pidgeotto's gotta blow the smoke away. And they're gone, but so is the giant Moonstone. Like, so Onyx follows them. Yeah, and... go underground and follow them. Okay. Yeah, so it freaking it freaking cuts them off and takes them down. And Coughing's actually going to uh is actually on the offensive here, and then here comes Seymour with a bunch of Clefairy and they use Metronome. Dan, do you know what Metronome does in the game? Isn't it like it's a random thing that happens at the it's, end of the time, right? It's a literally any move in the game. The metronome move means it will choose one move from literally every other move in the game at random and do it. So it could do the freaking Magikarp splash that does nothing, or it could mm -hmm. do Hyper Beam. And just decimate everything in sight. In this case, it's Explosion. Which is a Pokemon move. And Team Rocket blasts off. They're like, oh, they broke the Moonstone. Nah, they just shattered it into tiny enough fragments to evolve the lucky enough Clefairies that it falls on. So Hopefully half, half of the Clefairies move up to Clefables. And Clefable! The and the rest of them, and they just dance. That entire scene bothered me. There's something, I, I can't stand the whole Clefairy, Clefairy thing. It's just fucking, uh, I can't. Clefairy, Clefable, Clefairy, Clefable. You know, the, the entire time I was watching it, I was just like, I don't remember this episode. And then that happened. I was like, there's a good reason why I don't remember this episode. <laughs> and the crazy fucking doctor at the end was just like, I'm going to live with the Clefairies now. And well, nobody tried to stop him. Yeah. And then well, one day we're going to go to outer space. space. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and that's, that's uh, another character we can write off that we'll never see again. Oh, God. Seymour did not make it to his home planet. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like Poochie on The Simpsons. Seymour died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> they have, I mean, I'm pretty sure Clefable is a decent Pokemon for your team. Like, it's not a... Uh, it's not something that uh, is going to be like... When you make that ultimate final team, it's not likely you're going to... Be like, yep, Clefable has to be on this team, but at the same time, it's he's all... that he's that thick boy sleep Pokemon. 
You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I mean... It's one of the ones that stays relatively cute during its entire time. But I mean, if you've got it on your team, you might as well use it. Right? Like, if, yeah. you, if you've got one, they'll they'll probably help you get through a couple of situations. And that's the other thing about, like, the normal type Pokemon, because that's what Clefairies are in this generation. Like... Everybody's always like, oh, yeah, normal types, eh, but don't underestimate the power of normal type Pokemon, because, like, yes, there's a couple of things that they're actually weak against, but I wouldn't, uh, there's very few, few things that actually can, like, really kick their ass. Like, that's the thing, Go they can't affect the ghost types, right? Which I believe is also a uh, a dual thing, and like you can uh, you can kick their asses with uh, fighting types, but like other shit is not really going to be an issue for them. Like they don't, they're not necessarily strong against a lot of things, but they're not weak against a lot of things either. So sometimes a normal type can be your ace in the hole. And also, normal types also include Slacking and Snorlax and some really fucking powerful Pokemon. So don't sleep on the normal type just because they happen to so, be normal. Here's an interesting fact about the the Clef the Clefa Clefairy Clefable. Seventy five percent female, twenty five percent male. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Sounds like a party. It's a lot of bitches. <laughs> I mean, if you have a Blissey or a Miltank, that shit's that shit'll fuck up someone's day. Oh, dude, Miltank. You know, that. yeah. Wait till we get to the Whitney battle in Johto or Chansey. Don't forget Chansey. We've already okay, we've already seen a Chansey. But well. We haven't seen a Chansey like in battle. <laughs> A milk tank, more like. We'll get we'll get to there. So yeah, that's uh, Clefairy and the Moonstone ends with uh, Ash realizing they're gonna go to Cerulean City. Misty looks like she's having an issue, but then Ash is like, Gary wrote, Gary was here. Ash is a loser, and he flips out and starts running because now he's now he's mad. So we're heading towards a Gary fight. But how many stops do we have before then? Uh, not too well. To for Gary, we've got a long way to go, but but we will get there. All right, so there you go. All right, so right now, Ash has made no actual progress on catching Pokemon, but he did make a new pal, and that's pretty cool. So that he's got that going going for him. And now he realizes that Misty has a Staryu. Well, he, he wasn't really there for that. Only Seymour saw even, that. Seymour saw that, so Yeah, Ash and Brock weren't even there. They weren't even there. Which makes sense because when they when he first saw her, she was fishing. He should have figured that out, but of course he didn't, because he's freaking dumb. Well, it's like, well, this bitch probably dumb. She probably just got a bunch of goldines, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, she has a goldine. He knows that. Because she, she used it once. Yeah, but you know, now that I think about it, he doesn't know about the star you. I don't think. No, he doesn't. He hasn't seen it yet. But he'll take on the Cerulean City gym leader in the next episode. And he's going to be unpleasantly surprised when he realizes who that is. Our next two episodes are Waterflowers of Cerulean City, where we meet Misty's sisters, her, her friggin' mean girl sisters, and then he'll battle for the badge, and then there's another random-ass character that we meet in the next episode, which is Path to the Pokemon League, where he meets some kid named AJ. Styles. No, not him. But 
Yeah, I I think that's another character that once it's pretty much gone, we don't really see him again. Again. Trying to think, do, do we see Flint again? And apparently, according to his profile on Bulbapedia, him and Brock's family have future episodes where they do stuff. So we're going to actually get back to them at some point. Fuck if I know when. I know, right? I, like, I don't remember it at all. Though there's like a million episodes right now, so. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll eventually get there. So, yep, that's what's coming up next. So, Dan, what do you think of the Pokemon journey thus far? Like I said earlier, I thought it was moving just, uh, just the slightest bit slow, and now it's severely accelerating, because now he's going to have two gyms in three episodes. Well, it's it's kind of weird how a lot of this stuff goes, but... Uh... But we'll uh, we'll be getting there sooner rather than later. I mean, that's the other thing. They they have to throw a lot of filler in because there's always going to be a ton of filler on a show like this. But Pokemon does move pretty briskly. It's not like there there's not going to be an extended Goku Frieza battle because the anime caught up to the manga and they had to stall. Eric and I know all about that. Oh my god. That's why, dude, I, I, I can't even go back and rewatch the original DBZ. I have to watch Kai now. I, I agree with you. I can watch the original DBZ, but I can't watch it the same way that I did when I was a kid growing up. Because, because that the way Toonami takes... did it was they would release the new episode on Friday. But then Monday they would start over again. The Namek Saga. Yeah. And then you would go through until you reach the next point, and then they'd play just one more episode. So you memorized the Namek Saga at this point. I can tell you pretty much, not like word for word, but here, here's what happens, right? Once Goku arrives. Goku arrives. He finds out that his, uh, his kid and Krilliner got beat up. He beats Raccoon. He fights off the other two, uh, Jason Burner. He gets changed into Captain Ginyu after Ginyu was like, oh, I'm going to take your body. Then uh, he eventually switches back and goes and goes into that recovery chamber. The team go off on an adventure on their own. Piccolo becomes super fucking strong by fusing with Nail. They uh, <laughs> they meet up with, uh, what's his name? The leader of the Namex. The Elder? Uh yeah, what's his name though? Guru? Well, he he doesn't have a name officially, but Toonami gave him called him Guru. Yeah. All right. So meet up with them, unlocks the power for Gohan and Krillin, and they, they just get a fucking needed Zenkai boost or whatever. Um, <clears throat> Vegeta's just like, haha, I'm strong now. I can kick Freeze's ass. Freeze is just like, haha, no, you can't. Fucking almost kills him. Um, everybody's almost dead. Goku finally wakes up, finds all like, and then dude, that's Vegeta one of the worst, this... worst ongoing things like, in Dragon Ball is everyone was fucked, and then Goku arrived. <laughs> yeah, that's How many sagas do that? The freaking the the first saga. It happens, it happens like three times in the Namek saga. Well, it happens with the first bout with the Saiyans because he's got to get wished back. Yeah, it, it happens. Then he's recovering from that battle, so he has to actually show up on Namek and save them from the Ginyu Force. Then he's hurt, and then he has to save them from Frieza. Then the heart thing happens, and he has to come back and save him from the androids and Cell. Dude. Goku, what the fuck? Ugh. Yes. Anyway. So that's what we're going to get on our Pokemon journey next time. For more great anime talk... Uh, and I'll, uh... Wait, possibly... wait, Goku is gonna be on the next episode of Pokemon? Fuck yeah! He's just gonna show up and just Kamea, Kamehameha all the gym leaders Pokemon and be like, so do I get my badge now? <laughs> like, no, you're supposed to use your Pokemon to fight, not yourself. Goku versus Mewtwo? You know, I think Goku would win in that because he's not very smart, so mental attacks won't do anything to him. <laughs> Damn, son. 
My favorite, my favorite canon thing that they ever did in Dragon Ball was in Super when they revealed that Goku's never kissed his wife. And Vegeta's like, but you're married and you have children. He goes, well, what does that have to do with kissing? It was fucking great, man. Or, or my other favorite one was uh, when Vegeta explains to Goku that because uh, he realizes that that's why they're with Bulma and Chi-Chi because they're... They're wired. They're genetically wired to be attracted to strong women. And Piccolo has that like moment of epiphany. He's like, "This explains everything." <laughs> Dude, I gotta say, I friggin' I'm not as big of an anime fan as you are, Eric. But I do very much like anime when I when I really get into it. And some of this stuff is just friggin' fun. How ridiculous it is! I love it. And. Between Yu Yu Hakusho being ridiculous and Dragon Ball be always being ridiculous, and now Ash Ketchum being ridiculous, I'm just having a good time. But the thing is, I want to root for Ash, just like I want to root for uh, Yusuke. Because, but sometimes he makes it hard. Yusuke, yeah. Yusuke is an asshole, but Ash is just an idiot. Yusuke is more relatable. Just like God damn it. <laughs> I relate to this guy so well. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's frustrating, but yes. We should do a uh, we should do a mini series and do this type of a show with all twenty six episodes in the movie of Cowboy Bebop. I think we should. I, it's been so long since I've even seen Cowboy Bebop. That's what would make it fun, like, though, right? Because it's been so it long here. since. It's been so long since I've watched it, too. And it would just, it would be a mini-series podcast, because once we're done, we're done. Right. Dude, I think it's... Hold up. It's been like 15 years, dude. 15 years. The last time I actively watched Cowboy Bebop was when it was still actively being shown on Adult Swim, and I was actively awake at that time. And that has been a long time from now, so... Uh, So here's what I want you guys to do. You guys who are watching this show... Watching, yeah. You guys are listening to the show. You already like the three of us, and you're interested in our Pokemon discussion, possibly anime discussion. If you have an idea of what you'd like us to do, let us know. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not doing Naruto or anything with a ridiculous amount of episodes like that, so don't ask. But for something like a Cowboy Bebop, I'm, I'm down for it, because we've already talked about doing Rick and Morty. And I think we should wait until after we we start getting through season five, which we're almost there at, before we do something like that. But yeah, let us know in the comments what you guys want us to do. Until that time, I guess we'll see you next time for another Pokecast. Any final words, gentlemen, or shall we just bid them adieu? Well, I bid you adieu. It feels like I got to catch them all. Yeah, well, you probably, by this point in the game, we all have more Pokemon than Ash before we even got to Brock. I think I might have more than the three of them combined. I think by this point I had like six Pidgeys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you you ever do the thing where like you caught the level three Pidgey because you you had it and then you found the level five one, you caught that and you released the level three Pidgey? You're like, I don't find a Pidgey on that you're just like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need you anymore. Get get lost. I know I did that. The only thing you can't yeah. do that for is Caterpie and Weedle because you can't you don't want to catch the wild Metapod or the wild Kakuna because then they only know Harden. You want to evolve it because then at least it's got tackle and string shot or poison sting. So But yeah that, I, that was a nightmare, dude. Just Whenever you got a Kakuna or a Metapod. And you would battle it for and, the experience points and all it would do is hit hard. It would just spam Harden over and over. Harden. Harden. Uh, my my least favorite thing is sometimes... Okay, there was one time I literally just caught a Kakuna because I didn't, I, I didn't feel like fucking going from like level 3 or whatever to level 10 with it. But I kept it in the back row, and I never actually used it. And I literally finished up. Like, all my Pokemon were dead, and all I had was this Kakuna who had Harden. And I was like, well, it's over. Let's see how long it takes him to fucking kill Kakuna. Want to know how long it takes? Forever. 
<laughs> too damn long. But that's the other thing is if you've if you've picked Charmander, as soon as you learn Ember, the bugs are screwed because Harden only lowers its regular defense, not its special defense. So with fire moves, you just roast the thing. And then I burn down the entire forest and all the bugs in it. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end right there is our terrible comments at the end. <laughs> Eric putting over Kakuna and me saying I would burn it. Awful. Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next time for more Pokecast. And check us out on the Nerd Table every weekend. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. Thanks for supporting us. Check us out at ckccradio.com. Bye-bye, everybody.